Coming up, it's Philosophy Talk. Marriage and monogamy. 97% of mammals do not pair up to rear their young. We do. It's a hallmark. Monogamy is a hallmark of the human animal. Today I met the boy I'm gonna marry. Most human beings everywhere in the world form a pair bond with one person at a time, monogamy. Our guest is Helen Fisher from Rutgers University. You can feel deep attachment to a long-term partner while you feel intense romantic love for somebody else. Is there any good reason why marriage has to be monogamous? Well, every society has all kinds of rules about who you can populate with and who you can't. I think actually one of the very first uh, rules that humankind uh, invented were rules of sexuality. We're a jealous animal. Marriage and Monogamy, coming up on Philosophy Talk after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local Innovative Public Radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And from that oasis of thought, it migrates to the air via the signals of this radio station and our ever-growing number of affiliates, and from the air to the Internet via our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org, and also now you can download our podcast from our website so you can listen anywhere, anytime. Well, Ken, today we're going to talk about monogamy. Monogamy means literally... Uh, uh, one spouse per spouse or something like yeah. that. What's philosophical about monogamy? When I ask myself that question, I say, well, any word can lead to a little bit of philosophy because we can start by discussing what the word means. Now, what does monogamous mean? Is it a biological concept? We say wolves are monogamous. They don't have church. They don't have weddings. They don't have steeples. We say Utah wasn't monogamous. That means their law allowed uh, polygamy. Is it a legal concept or a biological well, concept? Uh, oh, it's not an either or question. It's both. I mean, we differ from many species in nature in forming mon monogamous, long-term monogamous relationships, some lifelong monogamous relationships even. I mean, many species don't do that. So there must be something peculiar about our biology that makes it the case that we do that, something about evolution that explains that, and that's biological. But then there's all this cultural, cultural stuff, you know, the songs we sing in praise of love and monogamy and all that stuff, you know? I mean, it's, so it's biological, it's cultural, it's legal, it's a many-faceted thing. Uh, probably it has many, many meanings in, in another sense. It's one of those concepts that brings a lot of things together that could be separated. For example, if we think of the... Uh, the British nobility, at least in the old days, they used to have all these children out of wedlock. Well, that, that kind of says two different things. On the one hand, it's a monogamous concept because uh, they weren't allowed to have a lot of wives. So if it wasn't the wife, it was out of wedlock. On the other hand, the implication that there's no sexual activity outside of marriage is undermined. Yeah. So what, what does it mean? So that's, you're raising an interesting point. I mean, monogamy, we say they're in a monogamous relationship. Well... They're in a relationship that's supposed to be monogamous. And then there is this urge to wander, to seek adventure and variety. And lots of us do that. And, you know, some things in our culture actually say, seek variety, you know, 
make love to whatever moves now with more more possibilities. Some things in our culture say that. Some things in our culture say be faithful to the one true love. Some of us would like to have it both ways. Some people, I'm going to exclude myself here. Some people would like to have it both ways. You well, know. it kind of depends on whether you think by our culture something like Sunday school or whether you think something like the movies we go see. Like, uh, what was it, 30-year-old vir- or 40-year-old virgin? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get a strong sense of monogamy coming out of that as that's, a cultural norm. That's true. But as I say, some people want to have it both ways. And our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, met a couple that is trying to have it both ways. She files this report. For some marriages, two people just aren't enough. These spouses share their partners in swing clubs or lifestyle clubs. And you, and you and me, no matter how they toss the dice, it had to be. What I tell people is, uh, go to your favorite mall, look around. Those are the people that you'll see at a swing club. They range from laborers to venture capitalists. People who swing typically do it once in a while. It's something they just kind of get in the mood for, and they say, oh, let's go to a club, you know, like going out dancing. Uh, Lifestyle is just what it says. This is what we do for recreation. Also, a lot of our friends are in the lifestyle. When we got married two years ago, um, most of our wedding party were lifestyle friends. Um, Yeah, we'd have sex with them, and we still do. We differentiate the world between the horizontal friends, those are the ones we have sex with, and vertical friends, like you. (laughs) And most of my vertical friends know that I'm in the lifestyle. My parents and my sister do not know they would be disapproving. Um, My son uh, doesn't know, but that's only because he's not old enough to have asked the right questions. So when he's ready to ask the right questions, he'll get the answers. Well, I feel like I'm monogamous with Brian. We don't do this separately. That's just something we found that we prefer to do is to stay together. I love watching Brian with another woman. We share everything. We share, oh, look at that lady going down the street. We don't have to be afraid of each other getting upset. Cheating is having sex with someone else without your partner's knowledge and approval. That's cheating. We don't cheat. The first time that she and I were were in a sixum and she was with another guy, you know, I felt some real twinges. That night, I forced myself to tell her that I felt that, and she said, well, I kind of felt that when you were with the other woman, too, and it led to a lot of discussion. To be successful in the lifestyle, you have to communicate. It really strengthens the relationship because you talk about all of the issues that come up and what it does is it gives you skill and practice in talking with each other that transfers over to all of other life's issues. I think for me, jealousy came up in the beginning of our relationship quite a bit just because we didn't have a strong foundation yet. And as I look back now, it was my insecurity about myself and the newness of the relationship, not where, not knowing where it was going to go. And that happens in any relationship. Some of the hottest sex we have is after we've been at good parties. It's like everybody else we've played with is foreplay. And then we get back together and you not only have the physical stuff, you have all that emotional connection. After good parties, it's like really hot. I'm Christian. I don't consider myself um, a sinner. I mean, we're all sinners as far as I'm concerned. But because Brian and I do this above board and we do this as a couple, I can't see that there's anything wrong with it. 
we do it as part of the marriage. We'll never get divorced. No matter what comes up, we have the tools to discuss it and take action to fix it. We're together for life. There's no question in either of our minds. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.